Hi, and thanks for tuning in for Faces of Post-Secondary Success. In each installment of this series, you'll hear the deeper and often unexpected story behind a single image that has been selected by the storyteller. What connects these images are the answers to a simple question. What does success look like to you? In the 1960s, when the fight for civil rights and social justice took to the streets, so did Ismira Santiago Michael's parents. They passed on their passion for equity and access to their daughter, who's taken that fight into the 21st century in her role as Associate Program Officer on the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation Post-Secondary Success Team. In this installment of Faces of Post-Secondary Success, she shares a full circle moment captured in a flash. In the faces of the students on either side of her, she sees a reflection of her own journey and a real-time reminder of the meaning of success. This picture was from a post-secondary success team retreat where I was able to lead a student voices conversation and give the students the opportunity to speak to the team about just testing our own assumptions when it comes to our programmatic work. We do a lot for underrepresented minorities, but it's not often that we have the opportunity to hear the voice of the student, which should probably be the biggest stakeholder. So this was an opportunity to give some students the governance to have those conversations with us and just be open and frank about their own personal journeys and their own situations and for us to be able to relate to it and to them personally. It was a good opportunity for everyone to engage and instead of trying to figure out different taxonomies and it wasn't only about the strategy or about the data, it was more about giving a face to the work that we do. These two young ladies, they were just stars the entire time. They gave us the opportunity again to see a little bit into their own journey. Frankly, it was closely related to my own, so it made it that much more, it just felt closer to home because I could, again, I could relate completely with just coming from being a, a low-income woman of color from a different country being uh, binational and bilingual and not having the opportunities that other students have and then just be able to touch base with these women and see how they just push through and that the grit is something that we don't necessarily measure but it was just palpable and again people could relate to them people could ask them questions and it, it was a it was a really big success for me in this picture, we're in D.C. We are in the uh, National Union Building where the post-secondary success team at Gates uh, was hosting the retreat. The young woman to my left shared with us her experience from community college. She's from Indonesia. Her family came here. It was her mom, her, her little sister, and herself. So she's actually helping raise her little sister. And she shared the story of how desperately she wanted to go to college, but didn't have necessarily the same resources as everyone else, because number one, she's low income, and number two, she is undocumented. So just the fear of seeking for help and seeking for financial resources to have those opportunities and to be able to go to college, 
it just shows her resilience and she just she figured it out she works full-time she goes to school full-time she interns and she's still helping her single mom raise her little sister so needless to say this young lady was just amazing she created the opportunity herself and she was able to network and meet people in that room and actually land uh, other opportunities she was studying communications or she is studying communications and someone approached her about an internship at a, an advertising agency. And then the young lady to my right, also undocumented, uh, went to community college and had the opportunity. She's accepted into Georgetown. So she's actually going to Georgetown full time. And she is also doing an exceptional job. She also has a younger sister. And she says she has tons of cousins that she helps with as well. But right now, again, she's, she's staying in the dorms and she's in Georgetown full time. So another success story. Both my parents were involved in the civil rights movement in New York City. Um, and... If it weren't for education and the mentorship that my parents provided and through my godfather, because these are all people that were raised together or were part of the same civil rights and social justice organizations. So I always had a fake uncle or a fake auntie that was helping me with the process and helping me, whether it was with these are the programs that you have to follow, these are the books that you need to read. If you really want to affect change, you have to make sure that you're you're good at numbers and don't don't listen to what people say that girls aren't good at numbers. Um, or maybe you want to be a lawyer so you can help push the movement forward. I mean, the main focus was in order to pull yourself and your community out of poverty, you have to go to school. You have to get a good education. You have to create the opportunities. They're not going to be presented for you. They're not there. You have to make them. You have to create them. So another thing that my father said was is that in the 60s we protest and we do civil disobedience and we stand in front of the the cops and the buses and in order to affect change but that was no longer relevant when i was in school so his perspective was that i had to chip away at institutional change from the inside that going and, and standing and, and picketing was all very, very useful, but that he felt I would have had a bigger impact if I did it from a different angle. So uh, they tried to convince me to go to law school. I didn't want to do that. But ultimately and serendipitously, I ended up doing similar work, just in a different space and with a different platform and just having the opportunity to do it with really really smart people so in a way it's i'm doing civil disobedience and i have this platform that i'm going to pull people like me up and then again have them create their own opportunity by just giving them the space to have their voices heard my mother was born and raised in new york so i'm a fourth generation puerto rican i was born and raised on the island my parents met in Lehman College in New York City. And again, they were part of the Young Lords, a branch off of the Black Panther Party. So they were very, very involved in the movement in New York City. They eventually, when things started fizzling out, moved to Puerto Rico. My grandfather had a store in Puerto Rico and my father moved there in order to help him with the store. That's where I was born. So even though my parents 
are from New York and speak English, I was raised on the island. So I had both perspectives. I was able to, even though they always spoke to me in English, I was self-conscious about my accent. So I responded in Spanish, but I still had access to those things. The books that they made me read were, were books in English. So even though, again, I didn't necessarily feel comfortable speaking it, I still kind of don't, but I was able to understand it. They just, they gave me a lot of historical knowledge that I did, I didn't get from school. The education system, the public education system in Puerto Rico is not the best. So they were able to supplement. And I, I, I feel like all of that world history and all of those lessons came from their perspective from the movement specifically. It was just all these, I mean, I was reading Malcolm X when I was probably a preteen. So not a common thing for a young girl in Puerto Rico that doesn't necessarily speak English. The reason that I'm here is because someone pulled me up. I'm standing on the shoulders of someone else. So in whatever shape or form I can create those opportunities for other people, I'm going to do that. And if it's just, again, a student panel where someone the networking opportunity presented itself or I mean now they can go back and say I am an expert student that spoke at the Gates Foundation that's huge right so and that that's not something that I had to pull so many strings to do there's so many students that want it they want it so badly they they want the opportunities and don't have them so my definition of success is using the access and the opportunities that I have in order to create access and opportunities for other people. It really, really does bring me joy. Thanks for taking the time to be part of our Faces of Post-Secondary Success journey. Did you like what you heard? Look for more installments and QR codes around your office space and online.